Covered by clothes, uh-huh. with the mic between us. Interesting. And we're starting the podcast that we've always dreamt of. A podcast that we wish we heard when we were growing up. A podcast for a special kind of lady. A lady who's exactly like every other lady. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Who Not, Not Like, like other, other Podcasts. A podcast... For girls who are just like other girls. Hey. Hey. How's it going? I hope you're having a good time. Even though the world's on fire. It's a hard time to be a lady. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which, like, it it really is always... Always a hard time, but especially now. When the world's on fire. There's a political revolution. Mm -hmm. We can't leave our houses. Mm Mm-mm. But my mom is going to Vegas for some reason. <laughs> she got her hair done. She did. She says, my new do is going to stop all the viruses. Yeah. And so we're just two girls sitting in our closet wanting to air all of the shit that's been stirring in us for the past 20 plus years. Truly. So many years. Yeah. I mean, I guess our adventure really began... When me and Carly first met at school, and we both realized that we were talking about things that no one ever talked about, and we were like, why the fuck did no one tell us this when we were little girls? I felt so alone my whole life, and I finally felt someone, found someone who made me feel seen. Oh yeah. No, I knew the second that we would be in a classroom setting and somebody would say something and we would both make the same like self-deprecating joke mm-hmm. or the same like trauma we would have the same trauma response and it would yeah, yeah. We, we just like immediately like the cyborg in me recognized mm-hmm. the cyborg in you yeah and that's where it began and then suddenly just like that best friends roommates instantly yeah we were sleeping a foot apart from each other oh yeah the world came at us fast never ending sleepover yeah really and we're still not, we still constantly having sleepovers. Like, what, a year now? Oh, yeah. But, um, I guess our adventure into, uh, what? Discovering our, uh, selves? Oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like a good friendship is constantly growing and evolving and challenging one another to be better people. There's a fly There's in the a closet. fly in the closet. <laughs> There's a I think I closet. captured it. Um, um, but, I mean... We really, like, have gone, run the gamut with one another and with ourselves. We've seen each other... Highs and lows. In such a short amount of time. On the floor crying. Oh, yeah. Screaming in the streets and dancing, like, euphoric. Oh, in the rain. Feeling, like, invincible. Yeah. Holding hands. Yeah, drinking iced coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, lots of iced coffee. Um, yeah. I think... Where we need to start this podcast, and I think where a lot of ladies maybe need to start their podcast, was a uh, hot, hot girl, girl summer. summer. 
You may remember the summer of <laughs> it's like 2000. A, f- a fever dream now, truly. 2019. It really was. It really was hot girl summer. I mean, yeah. we were coming off. I don't know about you. I was coming off of like a really shitty year of school. Yeah. Feeling like I didn't know mm-hmm. if I wanted to return to this collegiate environment. I didn't know if I wanted to like continue on with Definitely. my passion. I was just feeling so inspired so down on myself definitely a big transition period for both of us because I had just moved out of my apartment with my at the time boyfriend of three and a half years so I feel like me and you are both in like a state of like uncertainty and like unknown and discovery and I think that's why hot girl summer was so hot but also left us so cold. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, like, let's unpack Hot Girl Summer Oh, we would us. love to unpack Hot Girl Summer. So, our Hot Girl Summer consisted of, I mean, first of all, we don't have to go to school, so we're doing, you know. Anything. Anything we want. Getting a lot of coffee. We drank so much coffee. So much coffee. More, drank more coffee than I consumed any other thing. Coffee and alcohol and weed. I smoked a lot of weed. Yeah, we did smoke a lot of weed last summer. Yeah, we did. Um, Hot. Hot. And uh, we were in show together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was fun and also wild. Yeah. Um, and we also were pining after old men. Absolutely. Uh, I think that was a big theme of Hot Girl Summer. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I think we both we both took the idea of Hot Girl Summer and turned it into like self destructive summer but but we put like some like contour and like lipstick on it so we were like hot girl summer but it's so hot it's so i'm so sexy but i'm crying no but it really was like all of the text posts that are like oops i accidentally drank my fifth iced coffee of the day and i still haven't eaten anything (laughs) and like oops i like accidentally flashed my underwear to like my history professor and like (laughs) sent him my number Uh just like Uh all those things that you know that are not not good good for you but you also do them because there are all these other girls out there that are like, oh my god, tea. And that's where the whole, like, not like other girls thing comes in. Yeah. It's a but huge thing. We really, like, we, again, run the gamut. Like, we checked all the boxes, mm-hmm. and we did all the self-destructive things. What we did we could. do? Let's un- yeah, okay. how should we do this? Um, well, I started a keto diet, which, like... E- Sure, if that's your shtick, that's your shtick. But I was coming at it in a place of, I want to be skinny. I wasn't, I wasn't coming at it at a place of like, I want to, you know, be healthy or I want to change my life or whatever the fuck. I was like, if I do this, I'll lose weight and I'll be skinny and everyone will love me and life will be so much better. Um, and I lost weight and guess what? Still hated myself. Gee. Still felt empty inside. And that's going to be something we will return to. So much. We will come back to this all the time. Yeah. But I think that's one self-destructive thing was not like the keto diet itself, but dieting to be thin. Yeah. No, scraping to the bottom of like the diet culture barrel. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, Mm -hmm. same. I I was like already on like I'm going to work out all the time kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Was like just eating a little bit less and less every day until I got to my schedule was like so packed with things where I was like I'm just gonna 
Mm-hmm. I'm just going to not, like, I'm going to eat, like, the least amount of possible until suddenly I had an eating disorder. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Oops. And I remember, like, being in the park and, like, being on Google and being like, oh. do I have an eating disorder? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, is your hair falling out? Do you not have your period? Are you doing yeah. all these things? And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no, I really fucked up. And now I can't. Now yeah. I can't turn back. When it was, it was hard to see you go through that because I think, I mean, I think I knew before you told me. But, like, that's obviously, like, a hard thing to be, like, you have this. Because who really am I to say? Exactly. And this is the thing, too, is, like, we were living a golden, glittering, brilliant, Uh Mm -hmm. blooming summer. We were, like, we were getting paid to do the thing that we love to do. We were feeling all of, like, the validation and all the superficial, like, confidence that comes with losing weight in our society which is immediately met with like disgusting yeah, yeah but like and, Oz, mm-hmm. and we were just like spinning our no matter nervous. how you lose it no that's no. what's crazy absolutely not and that's the thing is nobody if they don't notice or if they don't know or even if they do they don't care no that's the it's thing. just the end result that matters. i could drop 50 pounds in like two months and no one's gonna be like are you okay they're gonna be like oh my god how did you do it yeah you look fucking great how did you do it you look so good katie and i'm like uh you know it's but at the same time it's those words that make you continue to in the cycle but but then you have to think about the people saying those things and they're just as fucked up as you yeah exactly and they're they want to drop 50 pounds too in two months even though that's not realistic and not safe yeah yeah anyways Again, Tangent. I think this is a whole... We'll we, come back we to come this. We'll come back to this. And this will be this. a saga. So then, you know, Hot Girl Summer happens, and, mm-hmm. like, we're pushing ourselves to the limits. Yeah. We're staying up really late. Yeah. I'm having sex with dudes that are 10 years older than I am. Yep. Like, all sorts of shit that we were like, this is my lifeblood. This is, like, when I get to write my memoir, these are my hot 20-year-old <laughs> years. Here's all the ways that I'm, like, living a Kerouac book. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, you know, fall happened. And we we fell into fall. Oh, we, we Face fell. fucking first. We, we tripped <laughs> hard. We skipped back in our cute little fucking outfits first we, day of school. We felt so fucking hot. hot yeah. yeah, like, iced coffee in hand. Laughing our asses off, delirious. Little sunglasses. Oh, we had little tiny sunglasses. Oh, yeah, we yeah. did. We were, and we looked so good. Ugh. And we just didn't even know what the fuck was gonna hit us. And it hurt when we got hit hard, so hard. Yeah, all of the self-destructive things that were not sustainable caught fire. Turned back really hard. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I was still in a relationship at this point, so I wasn't boning people that didn't know but I was pining after a man in his late 40s that probably didn't even think about me more than I would care to think about (laughs) um yeah I was weirdly living I feel like two lives where I had Mm -hmm. like I had like a boyfriend who I cared about I loved about loved about who I loved and then I also was like in a weird dream fantasy world with this, like, 47-year-old man that was completely fictional. Oh, yeah. Completely fi- And I also was... Also, I got to a point where I was like, you know what? You know what I'm going to have for dinner? I'm going to have a Tic Tac. Straight up. What the Straight fuck? Up. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. No. The amount of gum 
Oh my god. At yeah. any given point, if I would have dumped my <laughs> bag out and seen all the gum. Rapper, rapper. Yeah. That's the, that's the, yeah. No, really. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I feel like a, a big thing we kept saying was like, I'm baby. Yes. I'm, I'm baby. baby. If it's not hot girl summer, it's fucking it's I'm, I'm baby. baby summer. Yeah. Because I'm baby became our excuse. I'm baby was. Yeah. For literally everything we did. It was like. Okay, I see that, like, all these bad things are happening because of the direct reports of my actions, but, like, I'm living in this weird liminal space where I'm just, like, treading in these dangerous waters, but I haven't met the consequences yet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna know until then, so... Yeah. I'm baby. I'm so... Oops. I'm not gonna... Oops. oops. I'm not gonna do anything about it. I'm hurting it. myself, but I'm having fun. Yeah, it's just kind of like, I don't know any better, but you do. You do. Because we were clocking it. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Well, because w- when we, I mean, I'm baby is like a, like a meme, right? Exactly. Uh, but me and Carly defined it as like having the tools to solve your problem and like knowing how to do it, but instead of fixing it, you throw the tools away. You f- you you fucking purposely choose not <laughs> yeah. to engage with the tools to yeah. save yourself, mm-hmm. and you say it's just so much more fun to drown yeah. and to cry. And to roll on the floor and shit my pants and have somebody come pick me up and hold me mm-hmm. than to grow up and deal with my own shit. And that's shockingly not sustainable. Shockingly, no. The you know worst what happens time? when you do that for a while? Depression. <laughs> Anxiety. <laughs> Panic attacks that will keep you Panic from Panic attacks, baby. It will keep you from yeah. knowing. Like, literally, we... Okay, so we do our beautiful, hot, like, summertime show... Ugh. Whatever. And then we do a fall show together. Yes. And let me... T- fall show? Not alright. I was oh, having mm-hmm. panic attacks all of the time. Mm-hmm. I was on stage. I was so mm-hmm. cold. Oh my god. I literally mm-hmm. had to ask our stage manager, is it okay if I have this big-ass jacket backstage? And they were like, um, I guess we can, like, put a, you know, fucking spot yeah. for you on the crap table. And I just felt like such a dumb bitch because, like, I'm not even that. Like, I was so scared. Yeah. Of course. And it was because... Of I'm baby. Of I'm fucking baby. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, one day I was home alone in our apartment during hot girl summer and I was literally just chilling. Nothing was, no one was here. And all of a sudden I thought I was having a heart attack. I dead ass thought I was having a heart attack and I was like, oh my God, I'm dying. But no one was there to hold me and be like, you're fine. So I just like sat. Mm Mm-hmm. For three hours. And then remember you came home? Yes. And you held me? Yeah, when I crawl in your bed and hold. Yeah, and you yes. held me. And well, like, you can go, sorry. No, I was just saying, hey, like, you texted me when I was at work and was like. Yeah, I was going through it. And like, I think, I think that's what I'm Baby really led to me, is that I didn't address anything. So my, like, internal self was, like, just exploding through panic attacks. Yeah. Because nothing triggered it. I was literally sitting on the couch. Just and chilling. Had, yeah. And after that, every day I wake up and thought, I was having a heart attack. Every day. Yeah. 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 Because that's the thing with panic attacks. is like, once you have one, you're constantly panicked about the panic attack. Now yeah. it's like, when is this going to come back again? Uh-huh. And that in and of itself. And it's also like, is this a panic attack? Or am I actually dying? Exactly. Is, should this be the one time <laughs> that, that I should actually pay attention? <laughs> again, this will be another episode. Yeah, but we're, yeah. But just... But, Really, truly. I mean, we would have these conversations over the summer where we would we would get into it about all of the things that we wish that somebody would have told us when we were kids. I know. Like, all of the things, like, all, again, the mutual trauma that we have, like, the 
life experiences that have led us to this place and led us to our friendship. Yeah. And we were like, this needs to be something that we can be made, making us accessible to other people. Like, other girls need to hear this the way that we needed to hear this. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I always told people about Carly was, like, when I talk to Carly, it feels like I'm journaling, like, through a speaking. You know what I mean? And I'm processing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's how it feels. No, and that's, I mean, I definitely, like, I love to write, but, like, I definitely need to process things, like, verbally. Yeah, and it helps to have someone who, A, loves you unconditionally, and B, will fucking clock your shit. Yeah. And tell you, like, what's really happening, because it's so easy to get trapped in your Your narrative. Yeah, your self-destructive... Yeah. We, I mean, that was a big thing for us, too, was, like, we are all living in these, like, self-constructed inner narratives. And, yeah. like... That were given to us. Exactly. And now it's, like, I think I'm baby and Hot Girl Summer was, like, us realizing the narrative mm-hmm. and being, like, oh, so that's why I do X, Y, thing. And, like, sometimes subverting it, but mostly just leaning into it to be, like, okay, well, like, because I'm baby, I'm gonna play all these things to my advantage. These are the things that on the surface level feel pleasurable to mm-hmm. me. So I'm going to lean into them because yeah. I know that they make me feel good. But at the same time, I think where we're at now is like, got to fucking kill. I'm baby. We have to we have hold to ourselves accountable. I think that's what's happening. Yeah. It's like, we have to clock our own shit. We're putting I'm baby on a guillotine. Straight up. French revolution is coming. I mean, there are people protesting yeah. outside our window every day, fighting for their goddamn lives with pots and pans. Like we cannot afford to, to live be like baby this. anymore yeah. for ourselves or anyone for the fucking world. And they like, don't need that. That's the thing too. It's like every time we diminish ourselves as women, every time we like continue to go back to these regressive things that are soothing or self satisfying in short term. Yeah, we're doing a disservice for like. All of the women in the world that are... This is so vain. But, like, really, truly, like, you have somebody else, you know, maybe it's me when I don't eat all day, and then I, like, post a picture on Instagram thinking I look good because I haven't eaten all day, and it gets validation through likes and comments and whatever. I'm just adding to the perpetuation and the narrative that, Mm -hmm. like, you need to do that in order to get validation. Exactly. For myself and for other people. They don't need to see that I haven't eaten all day, but they also, like, you know just see another fucking skinny bitch on instagram like it's not there's so many there's so many even though you're beautiful i mean yeah i would love to look at you thank you (laughs) (laughs) but also you know a what is the space that you're taking up and b like what are you contributing and what are you doing for yourself like you're just reinforcing to yourself that you need other people to validate validate you Mm -hmm. and that's how you get your self-esteem i mean this is really what this podcast is about is us climbing up a hill of us trying to battle the narratives that were given to us and we don't know where we're going we don't know where this hill's mm-hmm. leading but we're stopping we're telling stories we're campfire stories yeah you're coming with us whether you like it or not you're gonna join us and maybe you're gonna want to tell a story someday too yeah and maybe you'll like recognize some shit in our behavior yeah that you have been doing too because i feel like that's a good thing with me and carly is like i feel like one of us can fuck up and be like oh, oh i do that yeah. or like yeah. yeah and even like I mean, me and Katie were just saying the other day, like, I'm dealing with something right now that she was dealing with, yeah. like, this time last year, mm-hmm. and she was like, hey, remember when I was going through this, and you didn't get it? Yeah. Don't you understand now? And I'm like, oh. And that's gonna be the, the constant. constant. And we're gonna have to keep, like, pushing the empathy, 
pushing each other to like mm-hmm. let go of judging ourselves, let go of like yeah. torturing ourselves. Just like be kind. Be kind. And sometimes the kindest thing you can do is just own up to your shit and make your generous choice for yourself. Yeah. And rewrite your fucking narrative. Exactly. Clock it. Clock it. Clock it. That's the thing. It's like, I feel like, especially right now, there's so much uncertainty in the world and there's so much we don't have control over, Mm -hmm. but we have control of what we want to put out there. We can't control how people perceive us, but we can control who we are. Absolutely. And in the end, that's that's what it is to write your narrative. Because you're not taking other people's perceptions of you and putting it into your story, yeah. which is what I've done my whole life. Literally. And it's led me to feel empty, you know? There's a big old hole in my chest, and I've tried older men, and I've tried bumble men, and I've tried alcohol and guess what that bitch is empty that bitch empty yeet fuck it out no and it's really i think this like podcast is going to be like an i think it's gonna be (laughs) a commitment to us like doing this work for ourselves Mm -hmm. and also just like continuing to figure it out the same way that journaling works. I feel like this is going to be yeah. through us finding out more about Definitely. ourselves and, like, being as candid. Like, I want to be as upfront and as honest. I want to, like, do deep dives on each of these we have to. moments in our lives and be like, yes, I've struggled with body image, with my mom, with mm-hmm. my dad. Like, I've struggled with, like, feeling worthless. I've struggled with feeling, like, you know, an imposter, X, Y, Z, all these things that a million other people have felt too yeah and i think through talking about it we're gonna we're gonna start to unpack it and deal with it and that's the thing is like this is i mean we will we love for people to listen and you know connect but we're here to do our own work this is for us this is really for us which i think is great like what do we do in our lives that is truly just for us just for us nothing literally nothing literally nothing and i think this is a huge first step which like is to take up space and even in this little tiny closet we're sitting in this tiny tiny how how big is this closet um (laughs) uh maybe like it's it's like a it's a triangle it's like six feet by like four feet yeah and we're taking up this whole last space yeah and no one can stop us exactly and, yeah, and we're not here to judge anyone because, baby, I'm, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. But I'm working to clean myself up. All I know is all the times I've ever claimed to be not like other girls mm-hmm. only proves that I am just like, like other girls. Girl. Yeah, in the world. Period. Shaka Khan said it best. I'm every woman. I am. <laughs> but really, like... Yeah. I yeah, I just think as women we are taught to I don't know, like see each other as competitors, like yeah. constantly fighting one another, tear one another down, tear ourselves down. That's the thing is that we're taught to hate ourselves, so therefore we project that onto other women. Exactly. That's wrap it up, put a bow on it. There it is. Bing. That's bing bong. That bing is bong. the thing. And it's 
it's easier to continue that because that's all we know. But again, you're an asshole to yourself and then you're an asshole to other people and then you go home in your bed and you lay in bed and you're like, why am I so fucking sad? Mm -hmm. And then you realize... It begins and ends with you. You aren't kind to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And that's, like, again, I think the basis of this whole thing, and as we continue to push through this, I think this will be a through line, is, like, you cannot find happiness anywhere externally. No. It's all in you. Mm Mm-hmm. Which can seem like a lot of pressure, but it's also, like, gotta be the easiest choice in the world. You just have to come back to being okay with yourself. And that's that's the lifelong journey. It is. It doesn't even mean you have to like be over the moon in love with yourself, want to fuck yourself all the time. But mm. it's just like being neutrally content. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah. And we're doing it. We're doing it right now. We're in a little tiny closet with a one microphone, and we are finding happiness within ourselves. And we hope that you guys will stick along for the ride.